Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. Again, that's 800-871-3291. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Radio Law Talk and Radiolawtalk.com. Well, I like, I like that. I like that little... Uh, Beep, 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 little extra one there. Yeah, okay, I'll yeah. play it again for you. Right now, here I we go. Radio again. Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. There you go. All right, I'm Fred Penny, your host. This is hour number three. Deodorant's been applied. Uh, we've brushed our hair and gone to the bathroom. We're ready to roll. I, this is after three hours looking at Todd next to me to my left. Is it's just after a while, it just gets old. There are there, there's what is it? The prohibition in the Constitution against cruel and unusual punishment. It's a good thing I'm not a government agency, otherwise you'd have a claim. <laughs> so. Well, at least we don't have to smell Cal. He's be- behind the uh, hermetically sealed glass. We can only see him. Yeah, you think you have a tough TK. You could be back here failing equipment, not failing, just, you know, little equipment quirks. Uh, watching you guys for for three hours. I mean, come on. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> yes. Eight five five Law Radio. If you want to talk to Cal again, eight five five Law Radio. The number is eight five 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 two nine seven two three four. Tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Seek local counsel. We're not giving legal advice. Please, please remember that uh, this is uh, this is uh, kind of entertaining, enjoyable, and maybe. Sometimes you're going to get something out of this show, but it's it's for us to enjoy our lives. Remember, we're 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 uh, picked up by affiliates, and we love our affiliates. And the the new affiliates are as follows, and we welcome them and thank them for joining us. WZXI 1280 AM, 95.5 FM, and 95.1 FM in Lancaster, Kentucky. Yes, thank you for carrying the show. KHNC 1360 AM in uh, Johnstown, Colorado. Thank you for... uh, And KRFE Lubbock, Texas, 580 AM, 95.9 FM. Thank you for joining us. Well, what those of you who are new, the case or no case is our favorite thing that we like to talk about and do. Everybody emails us that says, hey, we love case or no case. Before we get to that, email us at info at radiolawtalk.com if you have any questions 
or if you want to uh, tell us, hey, well, let's go over this uh, type of a thing uh, next week, we can't answer all your emails or we can't, you know, uh, give legal advice. I'm sorry, but we do receive, hey, what do you think I should do on this case, this case? Call the local lawyer or, you know, uh, if it's a personal injury case in California, then you, you call us in California. But if you're in Texas, call a Texas lawyer. You know, it's just there's a lot of lawyers out there that you can work with uh, that handle your area of law. But let's roll case or no case, Cal. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! And now case or no case. Hobbyco, H-O-B-B-I-C-O, Hobbyco, a famous hobby store for people with a lot of time and money on their hands. They made a lot of dough on RC, radio-controlled vehicles, things like flying, you know, radio-controlled planes, little tiny radio-controlled rock-crawling vehicles, some of which they had manufactured in China under their own private label. They also bought Hasbro toys, the German toy manufacturer, too. They were on a roll. Then... In 2016, radio-controlled rock crawler and plane maker Traxxas, T-R-A-X-X-A-S, started looking at Hobbyco's designs and said, hey, those are ours. You stole them. Their concern was that Hobbyco may have infringed with certain shock designs, sealed receiver boxes, you know, for the radios, which they put epoxy in so you can't service them, and LED lighting for drones, and maybe more. Traxxas sought counsel to see what the heck was going on. And so I believe it's your turn to start, Denise, and I ask you, what about this deal with Hobbyco and Traxxas? Case or no case? Okay, so Traxxas is suing Hobbyco. Correct. Well, I didn't Um, say that. I said they sought counsel. I never said they sued anybody. Well, I'm just saying if they sued, it would be... Um, for trademark infr- infringement right. or copyright infringement or design patent infringement or something to and that effect. And it would effect. be Traxxas v. Hobbyco, Hobbyco being the, the, the one def- being attacked defended, in this yes. case. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that it's, it, it was manufactured in China uh, and Germany. I'm going to say that... Uh, it is a case that um, tax, what is it? Traxxas. Traxxas. Traxxas sues Hobbyco, and then Hobbyco um, cross-claims against the Chinese company and Hasbro. Interesting. Okay. Now I have to say who wins. Well, who wins? If, in fact, you say it's a suit, who wins? Traxxas. All right. Mr. Penny... What is your thought? I have a Traxxas, and I've played with many a Traxxas uh, Toy. uh, toys. Yeah. I love I love their off-road little <laughs> little uh, race cars. They have like the dune buggies, and the and oh my gosh, those are so fun. And the little cool. rock climber deal. Oh, Apparently, they have quite yeah. a good reputation yeah. in the industry. Yeah. No, it's a yeah. good it's a good unit. So mm-hmm. the answer is I'm going to say it's a case. That sounds logical. Sounds normal. Uh, I'm going to say Traxxas wins because. I, uh, they just seems like they've been around so long, and they've had such good, you know, good products that, and they're just, and they actually love those Traxxas. They race them. There's actual races. Like you go to a race for race cars, a NASCAR race. They actually have like Traxxas races where these little hobby cars race for, like a normal, well, big race. Just car. a little fake racetrack. Yeah. No, it's not yeah. fake. It's like a normal 
you know, dirt. A lot of them are dirt tracks, but they're outside. A lot of them, some are inside. And, oh, fun. And they ra- the guys stand up there with their little controls up on the stand, and, and they race. And so I've seen those before. So I say tracks just win. And I just not necessarily do that because I'm an intelligent lawyer, because Denise is more intelligent, because I like tracks. I want them to win. There you go. <laughs> all right. Mr. Kunin, what say you? Well, I think that this will be the first time today that we've all agreed that this was a case. That's going to be three for three. So if it's not a case... Well, then you have pulled the trifecta. So I'll say. <laughs> Which it, I was going for. <laughs> yes, I'll say it is a case. And I'm going to go with Hobby Co. because that's the only reason it would make it interesting for you to bring this up as opposed to just a straightforward copyright trademark infringement case. So I'm going to say that Hobby Co. prevails. Okay, well, I think that's an interesting view of the whole thing. In fact, all of you have presented interesting views on what you think is just a simple little case that I would just throw before you like a piece of red meat on a night day when I've given you two no cases. Well, let's put it this way. For those of you who say it was a case, all three of you, happy news. Okay. (laughs) A case. Why did this interest me would probably be the question. Why would I drag this out? Yes, why? Because Traxxas actually led Hobbyco into complete Chapter 7 yes! bankruptcy. Wow. I mean, boom, Hobbyco is no more. They are Does gone. it? I knew Traxxas was Fred a powerhouse. Fred Penny, Denise Dirks. Oh, did you do Traxxas too? <laughs> yes. Okay, two points for each And, us. Todd, you said... Uh, one point. I said I went with Hobbyco, so okay. I get one, they get two. Well, that's all right. That's good. But all right. That's another case or no case. Isn't and not all of them are super challenging, but I thought this no. was just interesting that it forced a company into bankruptcy and they were... The first they started by missing payments to employees. When we come back, we're going to talk about some interesting things, O'Cal. Good. American Airlines uh, is being uh, was sued and, and what it did to settle the lawsuit. Got to hear about this Illinois man about a grocery uh, bagger that gets uh, assaulted by him, according to the judge. And then we're going to talk about uh, an interesting thing when it comes to Deborah Dugan, who is... Uh, the Recording Academy's uh, oh, CEO the... that was fired. Right, right. What and an so interesting we're going to discuss, case that, yeah, yeah, discuss yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, We'll be back. Great. Well, come on back. As Fred just teased for you, there are a lot of really good things coming up on Radio Law Talk, and you'll want to hear all about them. All you have to do is just keep listening, however you're listening, because the program will continue right after this break. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call, 916-259-4043, 916-259-4043, Concussion Medical Clinic. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy, looking snappy, you'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash, get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the duck. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone like nobody else could possibly understand we understand we're overeaters anonymous and we have helped thousands of people just like you people who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy rewarding life overeaters anonymous help me get my life back now i eat in a way that's healthy and good for me i never realized what i was missing out on with oa i am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at oa.org. Stop whining. Oh, stop it. You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. So American Airlines, uh, uh, basically one of the icons of the uh, airline industry, for 30 years had not changed their uniforms. For 30 years, 
up until the style and design. The style right? and design. Uh, no, they hadn't washed them. No, for 30 years they hadn't washed them. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been the same smell, same people wearing them. Uh, George, you got fired. Uh, Steve, okay, yes, you wear George's. Still not. No, yes, Denise, that's the style. Thank you. <laughs> this is obvious. <laughs> Those stinky captains walking around going, whew, man, Ooh. I got to do something. <laughs> no, wonder that, no wonder they dropped all the prices. So anyway, so the old uniforms, they decided we're going to redo those things and you know, make them look nicer and do some different things. And they, they went ahead and uh, redid all the uniforms. And in 2016, they rolled out these new uniforms by a uh, manufacturer by a company called Twin Hall. And guess what started happening? Scratchy, scratchy, itchy, itchy, rashes, headaches, hives. That a lot of people started complaining of the employees. I'm getting severe itching, hives, rashes, headaches. And they continue to do it. And, and they apparently ran these uniforms by some sort of uniform testing association. Uh, they said they ran three rounds of testing uh, that the uniforms were materials found to be in line with, quote, normal standards. Well, normal standards are not. Everybody's itching. Everybody's, uh, and it wasn't like just minor itching, severe itching, rashes, headaches, and hives. Wouldn't you think as an employer you go, you know what? Even if they're wrong, they're not working very well right now. And especially those pilots up there going, oh, I, I, uh, I guess I better land. So, so what happens is they settle the case. And they settled the case and decided to just start all over. And they redid these new wool blended. or So they have an option of wool blended or synthetic uh, suit fabrications. And now there's no more problems. They have settled the case. And they're happy, they say, that their employees and the union did a great job in bringing this to their attention and getting all new uniforms for the United Airlines people. Now, you know who really made out like a bandit and all this? Yes, I did. Now, wait a minute. It's not the uniform company because they fired them and got them from another uniform. That's right. It was, in addition, obviously, to the lawyers always make out with stuff like this, but it was land's end. That's right. Because the employees were given the option, the employees were given the option of choosing a wool blend or the synthetic previous, but both styles were made by land's end. And so, you know, land's end is sitting there going, score. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're really itchy. We're going to take care of that. Yes, yes, yes. So these are like little kind of fun tidbits we want you to know about lawsuits that, lawsuits that happen, all you hear is the bad and the negative. Well, this turned out to be something good that was positive and, and, and creative. And, was, and creative. That's yeah. exactly right. And so, it's a settlement that which was most people, by the way, the vast majority of cases settle and you never hear about them. You never hear about the normal ones that people get, get along. I mean, they sue each other, but then afterwards they figure out a way to resolve it, and it all goes well. And so when you go and you're purchasing airline tickets and you have two different airlines to choose from to the same destination, American is one of them. And for some reason, the ticket price for the American Airlines flight is 15% more than the other one. They got to pay for the uniforms, so there you go, right? They're just passing it on. That might not be true, so we don't. <laughs> might not be true, but and, and it's only a third more, really. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> not true. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Okay, now look, look. Let's talk about the Supreme Court justices and what they say about bump stocks. Now, the history of bump stocks it all started in the Las Vegas shooting, right? This issue is that correct, Todd? Back well, then? It, well, they've had them a while, but what the, that's where it really we think it came to fruition. Well, yeah. Look, 
when the very first assault weapons bans came out, they, they targeted a certain class of gun that was a semi-automatic. And by, for those that don't know, look, I know everybody in Kentucky and Lubbock, Texas, knows what we're talking about. But a semi-automatic is one pull of the trigger is one shot. A fully automatic weapon is one pull of the trigger and you have several you shots. Just hold it. You just hold the trigger down. Right. And so one and, of the and it actually like makes it well, thrust in such a way that well, no, well, not just, there we're, yet. Not, we're not even okay. there yet. We're not All even right. there yet. So, but one of the things that they were concerned about is modifications that can be made to a semi-automatic gun where if you just hold the trigger down one time because of some modification, it will fire more than one shot. And that is where the bump stock came in because it's a it's a device that fits onto the stock of the gun. It sits up against the shoulder. And when you pull the trigger, the recoil of the gun actually causes something equivalent to the next trigger pull. So it you pull, you hold it down, but the gun continues to fire more than one bullet because it goes back, and that recoil actually causes another bullet to go up, and that one gets fired. A little harder to control, but look, the bump stock came out, and in, was it, 2001, when the regulations, 2010, I think, when the regulations came in, that was not one of those that was outlawed. And at by the, the time. way, interesting that was, and we don't get political, but that was Obama's administration said that was not illegal, that was not an issue. Yes, it was okay to have a bump stock. And then you fast forward to the Las Vegas shooting, and I think the Orlando nightclub shooter also had a bump stock. And you see that a lot of people can be killed. I think the statistics were that you had upwards of, in the Las Vegas, 90 shots fired in eight seconds or 10 yeah. seconds because of a bump stock. Over a thousand rounds were shot in 11 minutes. Yeah. And so because of that, there was a, a, a new focus on, well, should the bump stocks be allowed? And it was a ban went into place and that ban was ultimately appealed to a lower court. And, and who banned it? Well, I guess, I'm, again, we're not yet Trump. The interesting thing right. is Trump's the one that wanted this ban too, which is kind of No, he just opposite. didn't fight it. So what happened at the federal level? No, no, level? no, no, no. no the, the government moved to ban the bump stocks following the 2017 shooting of Las Vegas. And it was it was the it Trump. Was the government. It was the Trump administration. Well, I thought it was no. Um, individuals. No, 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 the, no. The Trump okay. administration, yeah. they moved to ban it, and then individuals appealed to a lower court. The right. lower court upheld the ban. That was then appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Which now and the Supreme, just, they just said, we're not going to hear it. They, they denied, denied cert. cert. So, so the lower court stands. And the ban right. remains in effect. Yeah, denying cert okay. means they they say, look, whatever the lower court says is fine with us. We're not even going to talk about it. We're not even going to look at it. So it stands. And bump stocks are gone. you got to get rid of your bump stock. Uh, we're going to come back and talk about, uh, what else do we want? We're going to talk about the uh, an Illinois man, Illinois man uh, about his... Uh, battery uh, of a grocery bagger it's kind of interesting we'll be back little more radio law talk is coming up right here so you stay there fred denise and todd will be right back all advertising for legal services on radio law talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed for more information go to radiolawtalk.com Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. 
So they called this company they heard on the radio called the Tax Doctor. And the Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. Warning. I like the Amadrosa Valley. Oh, come on. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Radio Law Talk and radiolawtalk.com. Don't you just love our disclaimers? We're lawyers. You can tell we're lawyers. We're just disclaiming everything. Disclaim, disclaim, disclaim. Read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com. Before, we're going to jump over to this about this Illinois man in Walmart and how he uh, acted. Todd wanted to follow up on the bump stock issue. Yeah, I, did, I wanted to clarify that when the United States Supreme Court does what we call denies cert, which is short for certiori. Certiori is the term they use when they say, okay, we will hear this case, and then everybody gets to file motions and all this stuff and make arguments. But when the Supreme Court says, no, we're not going to hear this case, they're not saying that it doesn't necessarily, they're not saying that, look, the case has no merit under the Second Amendment, or the case is bad or good or anything. What What they're saying is, we have a limited number of cases that we can hear as the Supreme Court, given the fact that there are only so many hours in the day and only so much, and this is one that we are not going to take time on at this time. And one of the reasons they do that, and it's stated right in the Supreme Court reasons why they hear cases, is oftentimes they wait for lower court decisions that compete with each other. And right now we've only got one that upheld the ban. If there is another lower court decision that decides in some other jurisdiction that the ban is unconstitutional, now we have two jurisdictions with different views, and that would be a case that the court is more likely to say, now that we have these competing issues, 
we will hear that case. And so and, and the reason they do that, especially when they're split decisions like that, is because they don't want there to be in unequal treatment under the law. They they're, they're OK to let the ban stay there um, as you know, as, as as should be. Nobody's getting damaged or anything. And then when they get another jurisdiction that says, no, that ban is unconstitutional, then you have a true constitutional question for the Supreme Court by which they have to decide. And and, uh, and the big reason for that is this, when the court has to make a decision about an issue and they don't, they aren't presented with all of the different permutations and issues and concerns and things that come up, they end up issuing a decision that can have unintended consequences down the road because certain issues were not raised. And that can be very problematic down the road. So they like to hear things where everybody gets a chance to weigh in with all the different perspectives about what's going on. So is there a question about whether or not bump stocks is a, a Second Amendment question? Absolutely, there's a question about that. Is it a possible infringement? Maybe on Second Amendment rights? Maybe, maybe not at this point. It's something that needs to be judicially determined. Is there enough information before the court that they can make a reasonable decision giving everybody all of the opportunities possible to make their voices heard? My opinion is at this point, the court would probably say, no, we're going to wait to see if more stuff comes up. And that's where it is. I, I just didn't want anybody to think that um, this was a anti or pro Second Amendment choice. There, you can't read that into it. So, so an Illinois man rolls into uh, Walmart. He's 55 years old. And I, we don't know the exact details of how it started, but there's a 27-year-old bagger that apparently has some Asperger's syndrome and has some other... Uh, some issues, and uh, then they have also the, the in, a 23-year-old cashier. Something happened, and he went basically said, I can kick both of your popos. I can't say the word. I know I can say it, but he's going to say, I'm gonna, I can kick both of you guys basically to the curb. And so apparently the 27-year-old bagger um, approached him, uh, and it was his testimony, to, he said he didn't quite understand what he was trying to say. He walked toward him to pat him on the shoulder and to tell him to have a nice day. When this individual, uh, Marabella, punched him in the face, caused bloody lip, and then started and then kicked him. So the judge, this is what's interesting here. This is really why I want to bring this up. So the judge was able to get. Don't forget, there's footage everywhere in Walmart. You can testify this or that or what happened, but it's the footage, and the footage yep. showed that he said it's okay to go ahead and punch him because he said, look, I didn't know what the guy was coming at me or not, and he punched him, but then the judge said, but clearly it was too aggressive. Once you punched him, he backed off, and you went ahead and cooked him anyway, and he processed, and, and, he, uh, and uh, he's found guilty of battery. And, and when he, he's also a trained martial arts yeah. person, so his feet, you know, are weapons. Well, the officers had actually tased the guy, so he clearly was probably out of control. Why are they tasing the guy? If he said, oh, yeah, sorry, you're right, my fault. I don't know what this song's about. Oh, Walmart song. Okay, all right. Turn it off. Turn it off. Walmart song. Walmart song. It was just, it seemed to work. All right. Well, anyway, so be careful if a guy uh, next to you says, I can uh, kick both of your rear ends uh, 
in a Walmart. In Walmart, and yes. just say, "All right." We should a, we should rewrite the journey a, have song. A, have a nice day. We should rewrite the journey song on Sto- "Don't Stop Believing." So the line goes, "Just a Walmart girl living in her lonely." <laughs> you know that would be kind of <laughs> fun. Anyway. But That's whatever. kind of off the wall. Yes, okay, yes, yes, Deborah yeah. Dugan. Who is Deborah Deborah Dugan? Speaking of music, Deborah Dugan, uh, former CEO of American Music. They no the Recording one, Academy. Recording Academy that. Awards the Grammys. That's right. Yes. So just about the time that the Grammys were coming into being, uh, and they were just about ready to have it, um, Deborah Dugan, she's a former CEO, she was fired by the board um, for bullying, and that's what they allege. They allege that she was not doing her job correctly. Just this year, right? The, yes. The, just before the 2020 Grammys, right? Correct. Well, not oh. necessarily. I don't know if it's if she was bullying or there was just bullying in the workplace. No, so initially in the Grammys, right before it, she was suspended oh, uh, amid the allegations of work. Place bullying. bullying. Okay. And so well, what we don't she, know what though. We don't know they, what. Well, we do because then they filed an arbitration oh. um, case against her, and they said a lot of really bad things about her in their the arbitration. Things? I don't remember. I don't remember. Do we know what? What are some of the things that they were trying to claim that she had, had bullied? Well, she guys keep she, going on. I'll see yeah. what I can no, find. Cal, but, Cal, yeah. Cal. She said uh, she went in and complained about uh, all of the people that were in power in the organization, saying that there are padded expense accounts, all this, and and, and telling her staff, listen, you're going to get to the bottom of this, and was really very aggressive in her attempt, from her perspective, to clean up the RIA, the well, Recording that's, Industry that's Association. that's her perspective. That's her view of it. The right, Academy, right. Academy filed the arbitration complaint and alleged that she had breached her employment contract and that she had also breached her fiduciary duties that she owed to the Academy. So we don't know a lot of detail around that arbitration because it's not public, right? But she then files um, an, an uh, equal employment opportunity complaint, and that's when we're getting into all of this allegations that she made yes. uh, against the Academy, saying that they had misogynists, that means they are anti-women, that they had a corrupt uh, voting um, f- awards procedure. And she goes on to give a lot of detail of what she claims um, was occurring at the Academy. One of her complaints was a flat-out sexual harassment complaint uh, by music lawyer Joel Katz. He also happens to be the Academy's general counsel and a former board member. So she's arguing that this person harassed her. She was the victim of sexual harassment by Katz. That's in her EEOC complaint. Now, Katz's lawyer has emphatically denied uh, that that occurred, but that is the basis. And, you know, when you throw this down in the middle of an EEOC complaint, and this is the basis of it, I mean, to quote to quote my kids that said it earlier, it is on like Donkey Kong. All right. Well, what's the They're EEOC? Going. A lot of people don't know what EEOC uh, is. E- em- it's basically employment. The Equal Employment, employment Opportunity right. Commission. Right. Every this, A lot of states have their own individual employment uh, labor board. The EEOC is the federal labor board. So in some states, it's sort of uh, duplicative. They do the same thing, but... And she just filed a 100-page update to that EEOC complaint. Wow. And then I did find what they have alleged in, in the arbitration complaint against her. They said that she made very little effort to try to understand the Academy's culture, consultants without board approval, and that um, she pushed forward an office renovation without approval, and she didn't speak well at televised events, and she failed to accept the board criticisms and mandates 
and accessed and disclosed confidential information. Now, Dugan, obviously, she denies any of that um, has occurred. So well, we're going to pe- yeah, go we're going to be seeing a lot more of what's going on with this with these two counter complaints. Yeah, I know the people out there are really worried about the academy. That's, yeah. that's very important as to what's going on. We don't worry about sickness or you know dying people. It's it's what's going on in the academy. We've got to save that. If we don't save that, America's going to go away. We'll be right back after this and talk about the Alcon's lawsuit over failed Blade Runner. What? Okay. Yeah. But- apparently there's a. Peugeot, I, I don't want to tell you the details. No, 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 we'll explain when we come company. back. Yeah, it's we'll explain company. when yeah, we come back. Yeah, don't go away. Hold on. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Cunin, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com, and we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, one 800 616 for law. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Fancy pants peanut butter? A big screen television? You haven't even bought a sofa yet. A motorcycle? When your father finds out, he's going to flip his shoes with two buckles? What do you even need two buckles for? Mr. Big Shot, buying whiskey shots for everybody in the bar. From the looks of it, I'd say nobody even remembers. Feed the pig. 
I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash. A hundred feet of cloth washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the dog. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. Now back to the show, Radio Law Talk. Here are Todd, Denise, and Fred. 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at radiolawtalk.com. If you, uh, tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Uh, if you want to call in or tweet us, uh, we do have an Instagram page, or you can email us later at info at radiolawtalk.com, where we appreciate everybody joining us here. Uh, Cal is doing a great job as our producer. Thank you very much. We're uh, As we were going out of the break, I didn't get everything out. Sometimes it's just like you just can't get the whole sentence out. But Alcon, uh, Alcon's lawsuit over an issue with Peugeot partnership, um, and the judge kind of hammers them on – a complaint is that correct Tom? yeah that's yeah. that that's right you know cal this is going to harken back to if you were listening last hour and if you didn't go back and listen to our case or no case from the second hour because case or no case dealt with uh bogart and whether or not he should have been wearing a hat in a certain production and this case that we're going to talk right now is another one about Product placement and how a manufacturer of a product may be called upon to fund or provide funds to a movie production or marketing in exchange for their product being featured in the film. And the film was Blade Runner 2049. And apparently Alcon Entertainment LLC, which is the production company for the film, had entered into an agreement with Peugeot, the automobile manufacturer. And here was the deal. Peugeot's vehicles would be featured in the movie. And in exchange, Peugeot was supposed to put up uh, 500000 bucks for initial uh, product and, and uh, the movie budget. And then participate, I think, in another $32 million or $30 million in marketing for the film. And look, marketing is important. You can make the best film in the world, and if it doesn't get to the people's eyes, it's going to it's going to tank. And by all accounts, the Blade Runner reboot 2049 didn't do as well as projected. Uh, Ridley Scott criticized it. He's the one who directed the first one. He criticized it because he said it was too long. It was just too long of a film. Well, the judge in this case of uh, Peugeot, uh, Alcon versus Peugeot, made the same comment or a similar comment about the length of the complaint because Alcon sued Peugeot for breach of contract and various other things, and they're saying that the damages were that the movie tanked, and when they sued, they sued with a 132-page complaint filed in federal court in California. Oh, my gosh. Now, that complaint was filed a year <laughs> oh. ago. It was filed in January of 2019, and they've been 
hammering back and forth the plaintiff and the defense on this case in front of the judge for the last year on the issue of whether or not the complaint even states a valid cause of action. So stop right there, Todd. What people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize, but even a lot of lawyers, judges are busy. Yes. In all, pretty much all states, they they are overtaxed with stuff to do. They don't have enough help. And when they see a 180-page, they see a 50-page complaint. They're going, oh my gosh. You know, and, and they don't like it. Judges want you to cut to the chase. Yeah, get get to the point. And so, you know, and only use the factual basis that you need to state your cause of action. It, it, thank you, because <laughs> that is something that the judge in this case commented on in a recent ruling, essentially telling the plaintiffs, why do we have 13 pages of your complaint that talk about the entertainment industry? I got another set of pages that are dedicated to a Daniel Craig commercial about Peugeot. You've, you've included all of this information that is not needed, and you haven't included information about how certain complaints were, were um, false. You claim that the complaint is false, that a statement made by the defendant is false, but you haven't alleged any facts to support your allegation. And so the judge really hammered the plaintiffs on this one. And the long and short of it is they, the judge gave them 14 days to amend the complaint to come back with something that's cohesive. You know, look, it's well, got a, it's got a sting. Well, what as, ha- I think the judge actually it happened because they're going back and forth. He finally got upset and dismissed the complaint. So it's the U.S. District Judge Carmack J. Carney. He agreed that it was both not said it had too much facts in it that were irrelevant and m- were missing facts that had to be stated to state the cause. And so he then. Dismiss the complaint, but, but without prejudice. Right, tell what that means, yeah. Denise. So um, the without prejudice, dismissing the complaint without prejudice means that they can bring the action again as long as the statute of limitations has not run. Right. Um, and without prejudice means that they can bring it again. If it was with prejudice, it would mean they could not bring the complaint again. And, and what the court did was they gave the court gave them 14 days to amend the complaint, which is where I was going with this. They got 14 days to get it ready. If it if it if they don't get an amended complaint that passes muster within 14 days, then the dismissal of the complaint will stand. Now it's got a sting. It just has to sting for a lawyer. I like him. He's a good singer. Yes, to for for a lawyer to have the judge tell them not that your argument is bad or the evidence shows this or the evidence shows that, to have the lawyer say, you didn't even file the thing right, okay? You didn't even include allegations that should have been included. I mean, that's got to, you know, here the client's probably got a bill for however many hours associated to drafting the complaint, and now you're hearing a judge say, yeah, you didn't even do it right. This thing's uh, this thing's garbage. Well, here's the, here's the thing you have to learn as a lawyer, and this is a hint to the new lawyers. You need to learn to, to read the judge. You can't always read a judge, but a lot of judges are really good and intentionally do this so they don't have to say something to counsel to embarrass them, but you watch their eyes, their expressions, and their face, and they'll give you one of these. You know, I wish you were on TV. It's like a... You know, they, it's like, hmm, you know, um, and, and not a hmm, like, let me think about it. Like, 
you better shut up or you better do something or you better move on. And I'm telling you, once you learn as a lawyer to practice law in reading the judges and reading the juries. Yep. I mean, you got to read a jury that they're nodding off and falling asleep. Your evidence is boring. I remember a, a case of, I don't, I don't know, it was 15, 20 years ago. Same thing. This lawyer was a phenomenal lawyer, uh, probably because I was a younger lawyer back then, maybe 20 years ago, and I could just see the jury falling asleep because he was analytical, intelligent, smart, just uh, way over everybody's head, and I'm saying to myself, here comes the win, because they were just bored, flat out bored. And so when you see a judge you know, hinting, I guarantee this wasn't the first time I will put nickels on it, but we don't bet here on Radio Law Talk, that that judge had hinted to that in the past. I'll bet in you the words, judge also said this. What is Peugeot doing in an action movie? I just think. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 so nice. anyway, we've got, but you've got to watch that as a lawyer. You do. You've got to watch it as a, as a, uh, a plaintiff or and, even a defendant. And, and look, if you are doing the trial all by yourself, it's tough. It's tough to pay attention to your questions, pay attention to the witness, and also keep an eye on the jury and the judge to see how they're reacting to what's going on in trial. And that's why if you can, it's nice if you have somebody else there that can look at those things. And then you have to have the humility to be able to modify if somebody says to you, you're losing the judge, you're losing the jury. And a lot of attorneys don't want to do it. I want to know what's right. But... Look, you can't pay attention to everything. You know what's interesting? You know who usually knows the most about what's going on in the courtroom is the, the court clerk. reporter. <laughs> yep. The clerk, but is the bailiffs. Yes. The bailiffs watch everything. They've got to watch, and they I tell you, bailiffs they they can they can say, oh, this is, they're losing, they're winning. The bailiffs are pretty pretty bright when it comes the, to the that. the clerk. Those folks are some of the best friends that you can have if you're a trial attorney. And on the other end, you never want to be in contempt of clerk. <laughs> you never want to tick off the clerk because yep. this is going to make your life uh, needlessly difficult. So. Well, we've had a good time today. Thank you for joining us all three hours because, uh, look, those of you in, in, in Kentucky and in Colorado and Texas, that's Lubbock, Texas, because we, we love KBDT in Dallas also. We do a thing called Quick Takes. This is really important. All right, uh, let's see. Denise, do you have your quick take ready? I'd love I do. to hear it. All right. What did we learn from William Shatner? When you get divorced, make sure you are awarded the adult toys and the horse semen. Okay, and Mr. Cunin, what is your quick take? Well, regardless of the issues in the journey case and who wins or loses, one thing is clear. Base players never get respect. Oh. <laughs> True. Fred Pitty. My final quick take at the end of the day is... Now that he's learned how to do it, Todd, make sure that when I die, you take my hearse and run with me in it. I give you permission. I'm there for you, Fred. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, 9 to 5. I mean, 9 to 5, 9 to noon every Saturday Pacific time. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. More than you have to on your life insurance. 
Hi, I'm John David Wells from the Wells Report. Did you know that life insurance rates have fallen 60% over the past 25 years? Even if you already own life insurance, you should check out the folks at AccuQuote. Since 1986, they've helped millions of people save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. Want some examples? Here's this one. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half million dollars worth of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month 20 or 30 year terms even permanent plans are also available and if you're on medications or have health problems the experts at AccuQuote will still work with you to find an affordable policy nobody does it better than AccuQuote call 877-437-5912 right now that's 877-437-5912 877-437-5912 life insurance AccuQuote call them today rates policy forms and availability vary by state 